Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. You are in the eye of the hurricane with Coach Shakur, the official podcast of Manatee Hurricanes football with your host, Chad Choate, and head coach of the Manatee Hurricanes, Yusuf Shakur. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Yusef Shakir. I'm your host, Chad Choate. We want to thank you for joining us again this week as we talk everything Manatee football. Joined, as always, by head football coach uh, Yusef Shakir. Coach, thanks for taking some time out this week again. Oh, thank you. Always great. And, to uh, to you know, I say again, and, and this is uh, week 13. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. Hey, if we can get week 14, maybe week 15, it'd be even more beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Last week, um, great second-round victory. It's always always great to win in the playoffs and move on to the next round. Uh, we beat uh, Mitchell Mustangs last week, 31-28, up there in Newport Ritchie. A little bit of a bus ride there. Um, wasn't too, too bad, but, you know, we hit traffic, and yeah. I'm sure you guys did too, mm-hmm. as always. Move on to the third round, which is regional final. We will host it uh, to uh, a familiar foe in the Venice Indians, Friday night, 730 here at Joe Canaan Field, Hawkins Stadium. Uh, but before we get talking with, with about the Venice game, the regional final game, Coach, let's talk about last week. It's Mitchell. Give us your overall evaluation of the game, what you thought, what you broke down the film. I think that we came out, we played good in spurts. Uh, we had more spurts than them. So it's sort of like a basketball game. You know, you have more runs than the opposite team, uh, you'll be good. And I think that's kind of how it, what it was. We played in runs. We just didn't play consistent enough uh, during those time periods. And I, I think a, a little bit of our kids um, just – that look comfortable here or there on a couple drives, and we just got to lock in and focus. And they just have to have that mentality that they got to dominate every series. Uh, but that's, you know, it's kids. You know, sometimes you have that, you know, and especially when you get a, a lead, kids sometimes get comfortable, you know, and so we just have to go ahead and lock in and just extend what we were doing from that time period. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. I mean, we see it on Saturdays with, with high school or with college guys. We'll see it on Sundays as well. When a team sometimes gets gets ahead, gets a lead, and they feel like they're comfortable, uh, they let off the gas a little bit. What do you do you know, as, as coaches? I mean, is it just as easy as, look, emphasizing those little things? Is, is it practice more, emphasize that stuff? Is it the game time during the game, making sure they're still you know, executing at 110%? What's the best way to go about making sure there is no that that law i think the kids have to experience it and that was the first time they really experienced it this season and so with that because before earlier games you know we would just extend it and go uh but you know we just didn't have that the kids have not been in that moment the way they had to happen so now they have that experience and now they understand it now they can be in that moment again when they get back in that moment be like hey remember what happened during the mental game sure. we got to focus we have to go because experience is the best teacher yeah and and listen Kudos to Mitchell. I mean, they were a good ball club. Um, they they didn't give up 21-7. They could have easily yeah. 
said, hey, this is kind of over. They come back in the start of the second half um, and put together some drives and stuff. And also, you know, we made some great defensive stops on them. And Mitchell still didn't didn't stop and, and, and back away from that. We'll talk about the defense first. You know, look, he uh, um, the quarterback threw for about 200 yards, a little bit, little bit more. Um, and, and some of that, you know, we talked about this right before the podcast. We talked about this during the broadcast as well. Some of it, to me, a little bit of um, – a little bit of backyard, seven-on-seven type route mm-hmm. route stuff. Hey, let's run everybody off and have a guy just sit in yeah. line of scrimmage and dump it. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, on that, with that token, we talked, said you really can't stop everything. Yeah. You can really only some, – at some point in a defense, you're going to have to say, hey, we can only contain that. We'll have to rally to that. Mm-hmm. What were they doing on those little short little dinks that, that um, ended up getting some yards here and there? What were they doing offensively that, that just made us defensively um, give up those those some of those passes? Well, yeah, everything we talk about on defense is keep the top on the defense. Don't let nothing behind you. You know, we can always rally up everything in front of you. So our kids were being taught they want to do – you know, they threw the ball about 30 sometimes and they, they want to run. They threw it a bunch. They don't, they don't want to throw it. So we had them doing things that they weren't comfortable at or good at. So that's why they couldn't consistently do it well. And then on top of that, you know, they, they get one holding penalty and all that, you know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they were – they were doing some 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 extra stuff to add sure. defensive linemen, not to, so they couldn't get loose and get free. I, I think they threw the ball 33 times, maybe yeah. somewhere in that range, mid 30s, and not one holding call. Yeah. So look, I mean, we won the game; it is what it is. Yeah. But you throw the ball that many times and not one holding call on a defensive lineman or yeah. a linebacker come out there. You know, it is what it is, and, and and I think they got some benefit of, of some calls with going over the line of scrimmage and that sort of thing. I will say the quarterback had some moxie, though. He's, yeah. He had some, some savvy to him to be able to make some plays and extend some plays on the run. Big thing with the defense, you know, that I thought really only two explosive plays. Yeah. One didn't lead to a touchdown, and one did, mm-hmm. but the one pass on third and maybe 15, 18, something like that yeah. over the middle, they gained about 30 yards, and then the one run for 50. Yeah. You take that run away from, from the running back, yeah. he only has about 30 yards on the night yeah. ends up with about 80 yards mm-hmm. so i thought we stopped the ball pretty well yeah we run did. the ball the run game and made yeah. them be one-dimensional yeah they only had 10 rushing yards second half so you know we took away what they wanted to do best and so with that you know we just had to keep it going then then we you, you talk really big really probably proved defensively to, to probably win the game as we make the two big stops you know on the on the goal line there um what when when especially against the team that they were still spread on the goal line, still in shotgun. Danny Carter talked about on the podcast. He, or I mean, on the on the broadcast, he does not like to be in shotgun on the one two yard line because you've already when you catch the ball, you're negative four. Yeah. You know, typically already. Um, what is it? What does it put on the defense though when you are spread like that? When they they go three wide to the left, I'm just kind of thinking in my head about the one of the last ones. They go three wide to the left. And, and you got to match those guys. So what is it? What kind of stress does that cause on the defense? Well, it causes a lot of stress, especially in the area. But the main thing you want to talk about, especially on goal line defense, is uh, making sure you take away all verticals, vertical routes or if you know or pathways, you know, for the runner. And also you want to take away any way vertical routes. And I always stress to the kids, you have to be in between the receiver and the quarterback because now that forces him to go to the back of the end zone or to the sideline, which is our extra friend. And I tell him, hey, you ain't never seen nobody catch a ball. <laughs> and it's being good. So, yeah. You know, that's the biggest thing you have to work on. And when you just you just got to tell those guys be in between them and the goal line and, and just try to rally and get moving to the ball. 
Um, and so, you know, I think Ryan Ives came up big on that one. I mean, really even the whole defensive line, it looked like had penetration on the first stop, uh, which was extremely, you know, important stop there. Um, looking at our offense, um, you know, Jace, again, just, I mean, 80% completion. I think he missed two passes in the game. And, and we, you know, I'm looking at my notes from last week's podcast. It was the same sentence. I really had to change too much in it, maybe mm-hmm. just the numbers. But, again, that's just two weeks in a row now. It shows – and it was wet a little bit. It rained a little bit there in the mm-hmm. beginning. Um, it just shows, again, his accuracy, knowing the game. I, mean, I It seems to me like he's come a long way in knowing what Coach Green wants in the offense and where to go. Is that something you see as well? I mean, is his progression? Yeah, that's the biggest thing we focus on is just doing what – but inside playing inside the system, I try to play outside the system, uh, take what they give us, you know, and be happy with with, with what they give us. Um, you know, I thought that, that Corbin had a great game um, throwing to him and, and I roamed with some catches and um, passing where we ran for over 150 yards, uh, which was which was great. A um, little more, little more. I think we only had about 15 pass attempts, about 30 rush attempts. Mm-hmm. A lot of that plays into the fact that, you know, we went into that to the to the I don't know what you exactly call the formation jumbo <laughs> wishbone or whatever you guys want to call it. But. We went in that to to really seal the deal and yeah. to to what I thought was to um, you know put a put tell Mitchell basically that we're going to run the ball mm-hmm. and you better stop us and if not we're run the clock and we're doing the game yeah and just shows our physicality I think to to be able to do that exactly and that's what we wanted to do you know we, we thought we could be physical and that's the biggest thing we've been trying to build uh, everything we do off of this year you know is just trying to make sure we stay consistent with running the ball and being physical at the point of the so we were, we were all waiting to see when we we're going to see that formation again with uh, with Ives and, and, and Porter back there in the backfield. We did some little things off of it, you know. Um, I think it causes a lot of a lot of uh, issues for the defense. you got to basically just play man-to-man against the number one wide receivers. And mm-hmm. when they're Iron on one side and Corbin on the other, those yeah. are two good receivers that we have in, in our pocket there. Mm-hmm. So looking for that probably to expand a little bit this week. We won't touch base on that because I know Peacock's listening out there. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll talk about this week here in one minute real quick just touching two on special teams from this past week huge yeah huge huge huge, huge field goal yeah, by yeah. senior axel lapro yeah. and 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 um i i called it i was it was about midway up and i called it and then um and there'll be people out there and, and coaches that I've, I've coached with know that i'm terrible at calling field goals <laughs> i don't know what it is um but i just had a feeling yeah. uh when it when he struck it he struck it yeah. well and it looked good um and and i mean just how big is that in that moment for axel Axel's a senior to be able to get that and it proved the win. 31-28 victory proved to be the, the end all of, of the game. Uh, that's phenomenal, you know, and he just he's such a hard worker in everything that he does. Him and Nick Bigelow, you know, and uh, all our special teams guys, you know, McCracken, our snapper. You know, the snap was hold up. The snap was great. The hold was good. And we blocked, you know, we blocked. Everything was clear as day. Uh, we had no penetration. I mean, he did what he, he did what he does. Yes. Yeah. And, you, and you really look at it special team-wise, flip it, they don't make a field goal that that they should have probably made. Yeah, um, and so. and yeah, so that's a difference in the game is mm-hmm. is ours. And you know, I, I think too the block punt. You know, they they partially blocked the, the punt, yeah. um, and that gave them some momentum there in the beginning mm-hmm. of the second half. Um, but special teams is always important. I know we're stressing that yeah. you know every week with with Coach Stollard, and he does a great job with that, and all you guys on the sideline do a great job with that. So with that, that is our recap for last week's uh, regional semifinal 
game against Mitchell Mustangs. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we will touch base on the Venice Indians in our regional final matchup. Champions aren't made by sneaker companies, social media, or television networks. Champions are forged by Florida's merciless summer sun. One more sprint ran in the sand. One more set of bench presses. And one more hour of rep after rep after rep until perfection is reached and character is made rock solid. Coming soon, the Hurricane Champions Foundation will provide the resources needed to cover the cost of special projects and gear needed to ensure that our Hurricane athletes participating in all sports have the resources and opportunities they need to match the size of their hearts and the depth of their dedication. The Hurricane Champions Foundation, supporting Manatee High School Athletics. Champions are made. Details coming soon. Welcome back, everybody, to In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Yusef Shakir. I'm Chad Choate. Joining me again now is Coach Shakir as we're going to get into this week's matchup. Uh, big, big game here. Uh, round three, regional final, home game against Venice Indians. We know all about the Venice Indians. They're, they're a very familiar foe year in, year out, for a long time in the same district, just again like they are to this year as well. I think this will be – I can just count top of my head quickly five or six times we've played them for the second time mm. since 07, 08, something like that in that range. I mean, it's, it's been maybe four or five, maybe not as high as six, but it's been a while. It just seems like it's always in our region comes back to this game and comes back to Venice. What do you see? We just played them, what, four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. What's the difference now uh, than what we saw four weeks ago? Well, they kind of the biggest difference is mainly that they kind of sold out with number seven at quarterback now, as compared when we they were rotating seven and eleven when we played them the first time. But now they're just all in with number seven now at quarterback. That's the biggest difference defensively. They're still doing some of the same things. Um, they played a couple more guys on defense uh, than they did the first time. They moved 67 over, uh, played in some defensive tackle. You know, 90 years to start an offensive tackle. They moved him over some, and they're playing a, one or two other guys, a little bit extra in a little different places here or there, but their scheme is basically still the same. When they're coming off of um, a big victory, they knocked off the number one seed, uh, Palm Beach Lakes, uh, last week uh, pretty decisively. Um, I think it was 63 to 35, something there. 62-35. Um, Stephon Johnson, the the quarterback now number seven, ended up setting the breaking the school rushing single rush single game rushing record from uh, Dre Archer. I think he's 385 yards or something yeah. ridiculous. Had three runs of like 79 or 69 yards plus. Um, so obviously, like you say, they're 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 100 going um, to the run. The other games uh, this this uh, playoff season to get to where they are, they played Lehigh um, the first game, had a running clock there, pretty big victory there, and again went run heavy with Stephon Johnson uh, running the rock there for them. What does it mean um, to to have the home game round three? What is you know look we we had round one. Two away now, round three home. What does that mean for the guys? For the I mean, for for the psyche of, of the guys to be able to be home playing that that uh, regional final game. Well, I just think it's uh, just allows our kids to be comfortable in the situation. That's it. They just comforting us around them. And they know the the ins and outs. You know, when you go away, you kind of 
breaking your team into something new because you new environment, new situation, uh, those things. But yeah, you have pluses and minuses both when you travel and when you stay home. So. <laughs> Yeah, so I like being in the routine. You know, that that's a, the plus is that it's that that same routine that you're always in. To me, I always thought the home though those games seem to be there's a whole lot of waiting time. Mm-hmm. Although it's the same amount of time, it just yeah. seems like it's a whole lot longer when you're at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're traveling, you're on the bus, you're doing things. You, yeah. you know, it's just different. Um, although Venice isn't isn't too far of a of a travel. Does it matter? We we've talked about this a couple times, and it's still kind of just in my head. Um, I just don't know the answer to. Does it really matter that you played somebody before or not? Um, does it give us? Does it give our kids maybe any any extra credibility? Say, look, we beat this team 30-13 last time. I don't know. I don't know if it helps or hurts or indifferent. Well, what do you think? What's your opinion? I don't think it is because especially when you play a second time in the playoffs, you know, everything's different. Then you know, during the regular season, you know, you got a game the next week. So. Uh, the difference is not, you know, I'd be going to go home. So everybody's intensity is high. I think it helps. I just think, I think the only thing for me it really helps is that, you know, uh, we know we can win, you know. Um, we beat them before. So, look, if we play what we did before, you know, which was a good, clean game, no turnovers, ran the ball really, really well, controlled the clock, stopped them, had some turnovers on them. You, know, you do a game like that, I mean, we got a good shot against almost anybody, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit about their rotation. I did see watching film, really, you know, look, we know they're going to run the 4 they're going to stay in that. They're not really a blitz-heavy team. They don't like to bring a whole lot of pressure. Like, they're going to say, look, we're going we're to be in our formation on defense. You got to, you know, we're going to stop you. You got to beat us. What is it? Uh, what do you think they saw in it? And we really didn't see too much of their offensive line. And I think there's two of them maybe that rotate in. I know at least for one, the mm-hmm. number 67 the tackle. This I think going to Florida State. Why? Well, what's the reason behind that? Do you see anything that um, you know? All of a sudden, you know, we run, we make those the running yards on them that week, and they have a bye week, and all of a sudden, 67 playing a little defense. You got to think it may have been because of us. Well, I don't, you know. <laughs> Yes, but you know, he's a big body, big athletic kid. So anytime you can get a big athletic kid on defense, you, you usually put him over there, better than they put him inside. So they're they, they thinking that um, he's going to help them in that situation. He did make a couple good plays last week against um, uh, Palm Beach Lakes and um, was looks like almost like a natural back there. Could play a little bit of both. You know, offensively, you know, are you 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 still preparing? You still got to prepare for for both quarterbacks, though. Yes, right. You do. Um, and and looked like Overstreet did come in. I don't know if it's a Lehigh game or if it was last week. Both of them. He he did but, come in yeah. early and then and also late. So you got to prepare for both. Yeah. Um, and then also talk a little bit about because the second time playing, we can go back and watch our film and see. Hey, here's what they did against us. Mm-hmm. Um, does it help though? You can also look to say, hey. What are some tweaks? You know, maybe you go to the offensive staff. The defensive staff goes to the offensive staff. Our own says, "What would you have done? Any yeah. tweaks? You know, you can kind of work off each other to see any any tweaks you would have done." Or Coach Green asked Coach Wheeler, "Is anything you'd have done defensively to stop this formation?" Mm-hmm. Does that happen a lot when you play oh, in the yeah, second half? Definitely. You know, uh, you, you evaluate you. You know, we self scouted our own film. You know, right after. Uh, that's one thing we do every week. We self scout ourselves and see the different things and like, hey. We are installing in practice, you know, we'll, like, say, for instance, with defense, you know, we saw a play that may have hurt us. 
you know, we'll we'll run it the next week to make sure our kids can see it because you know, people are a lot of time copycats like, oh, this hurt them in this sure. situation. So we we've been doing that all year and just try to improve and get better. Uh, and you know, we we think that you know, they're, like I said, we're a well coached team, so uh, they're gonna come in with a great game plan, ready to go, and they're gonna come in with something that they haven't shown. We already know that. So yeah, we just. Um, we, we just got to have a game plan ready for the things and make sure our kids are able to execute. I think um, how, how did how did the week how did uh, leading up sometimes, especially we went round three. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Sometimes that longer you go in the playoffs, it can be a little grind. It can yeah. be it can be long. How did how did practice go this week for the kids? Are the kids in? Are they are they checked in, ready to roll? Oh yeah, it was locked in. You know, the intensity was high, and I think another thing that helped us, you know, it's it's cooling down a little bit. So. Uh, I think that that really gets the kids excited. Oh, for sure. Cool. And the coaches. <laughs> yeah. Instead of being out there in 90 degrees. You know, well, I, and, and I did hear there's a little bit of a little bit of a squirmish yesterday, a little bit of physicality going, which you always love to see. Yeah, yeah. You know, you uh, obviously nobody get hurt, but you nah. love to see the the motions are still there. Yeah, and the kids, uh, the kids were, they they were more energetic than just the competitive spirit. Uh, was was phenomenal. It's probably you know this week probably the best week we've had since I've been here. That's awesome. Uh, at Manatee, just the competitive drive of them wanting to compete and wanting to win. And it's it's week 13 of the season, and you got what maybe three weeks before the season started. So we're on week 15, 16. Yeah. You know that's a long time to be practicing, hitting the same guys. You know three or four times a week. So I'm I'm glad to hear that the, the reports that reports good. Just looking you know rest of the way here, we're home against Venice. Um, uh, next opponent, uh, you've got uh, down south there in Region 4, St. Thomas Aquinas playing um, Atlantic Del Rey. Um, no question, probably St. Thomas wins that. Um, home, we got, we, listen, it'd be a great, it should be a great environment for, we got two county teams hosting a third round regional final game. I don't know when the last time that's happened. We'd probably have to go and look into that. Uh, but you got Palmetto hosting Charlotte again. Mm-hmm. So another battle of two teams that play each other in the district. Us and Venice, same thing. And really between you know, six miles, eight miles, whatever it is, across the river to, to, to Palmetto. You got two regional final games, so it should be something exciting for the for the community. Yes, definitely, so much. Uh, you know, we want to make sure everybody comes out and everybody gets there early, so we can have this thing rocking on Friday night. Yeah, we will have live stream for the out of town folks, and let me stress that the out of town folks. And if you're also, um, you know, if you're unfortunate to uh, to have to be home because of a of a uh, medical issue, that's great. We want you to get on the live stream and watch it. But if you are not, you need to be at the stadium. Uh, 7:30 kickoff Friday night regional final game, uh, big home game for the Manatee. Hurricanes as we host uh, our familiar foe in the Venice Indians. Want to see everybody out there. Hopefully we have a next week to get on this podcast and talk about a week 14 matchup uh, and, and a semifinal game. But coach, we wish you the best of luck. Everybody be there at 730. And until then, go Canes, go. Champions aren't made by sneaker companies, social media, or television networks. Champions are forged by Florida's merciless summer sun. One more sprint ran in the sand, one more set of bench presses, and one more hour of rep after rep after rep until perfection is reached and character is made rock solid. Coming soon, the Hurricane Champions Foundation will provide the resources needed to cover the cost of special projects and gear needed to ensure that our hurricane athletes participating in all sports 
have the resources and opportunities they need to match the size of their hearts and the depth of their dedication. The Hurricane Champions Foundation, supporting Manatee High School Athletics. Champions are made. Details coming soon. 